This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey folks, this is Hampton here. I know that Dave and I tend to joke a lot about suicide and uh, make a lot of lighthearted jokes, but honestly, if you're having any sort of trouble, we would recommend that you call 1-800-273-TALK. It's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and they do amazing work. They they really um, will talk with you. And so we, we just hope that, you know, you have fun here at the pod, but if you're ever having truly deep suicidal thoughts, that you would call 1-800-273-TALK. We love you. We want you to take care of yourself. Thank you for listening. Thank you for having me in your living room. Um, I don't like comedy. I understand. I like being normal. I also like being normal. <laughs> I like to wear a nice clean shirt mm-hmm. um, tucked into my pants. Uh-huh. And then I tuck uh, those pants into my shoes. And then I tuck my pants into my shoes. And I tuck my shoes into the ground. Yep. And then I tuck the ground into God. <laughs> And um, yeah, that's how I like to live my life. Thank you. You're listening to Normal Buddies. This is a um, podcast. A well, I it's guess normal. you could call it a mental health podcast, but it's um, for people who are completely even keeled and have no problems. Yeah. Uh, do you have no problems in your life? No problems. No. Yeah. No. No problems. Old age against the machine. <laughs> um, and. Um, yeah, so every week you're going to hear us on this podcast on Normal Buddies sort of joking around, laughing a lot about being normal, but just so you know, we're, we're just really normal and we've been there and we're not making fun of being normal, but like this is just how we deal with being normal. <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's only normal to be a straight white male and pod save America, folks. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you need to be a straight white male who is a- liberal but also misogynist. <laughs> um, That's so normal. It's so normal. And I think that you need to drink beer to the degree that you have like a big problem, but all your friends also drink that much, so you don't know you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only normal people are 26. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's really actually kind of gross if you're going to be like 23 or a baby or 78. Uh-huh. All gross ages. All bad ages, yeah. Uh, the only normal age is 26 white male, liberal, but has kind of a drinking problem. Yeah, totally. In fact, 26 is the age <laughs> against the machine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, man, dude. I actually thought of a really funny like uh, rage against the machine like uh Lyric, uh, so remember when he goes, uh, <laughs> then the renaissance came, yeah. you know, like in that song, uh-huh. he goes, uh, then the, <laughs> <laughs> there we go, here Shit. it is, uh, yeah, it was, uh, then the renaissance came, <laughs> Bill Clinton was his name, he was a renegade of cum, <laughs> renegade of cum, 
There were people in history coming where they shouldn't. The renegades are come. Where the renegades are come. Dude. Uh, then they had a black son, went by the name of Michael Jackson. He was renegade come. Renegade come. What's so fucked up about that is that um, history is littered with renegades of come. <laughs> It's like basically every I'd hero we have. They didn't really have laws against being a renegade of cum until about the 1960s. Right. Yeah, totally. It and even like then, it. those laws were not enforced. <laughs> <laughs> and right now, we're dealing with the ramifications of that. Um, uh, hey, you're listening to Suicide Buddies, actually. Uh, we are at, at Buddies Pod on Twitter. Ooh, bury the lead. Go to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash suicide buddies. You found yourself at a mental health podcast where we joke around about suicide a lot because we've had a lot of suicidal thoughts and we think that uh, maybe dark jokes will help you out. And also, we just like to make dark jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so we do that. <laughs> yeah, everyone before the 1960s was renegade to come. Mm -hmm. That's a good example. Right. Uh, honestly, I just enjoy this Did you know that everyone podcast? before then is also dead? <laughs> <laughs> They're all dead now. They're all dead all now. dead. Come dead it now. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, or, <laughs> we are slowly questioning if this is becoming a 90s alt-rock podcast Yeah, well, I don't know, maybe you're slowly questioning I'm, I'm slowly absolutely positive That's the only gender, dude <laughs> Positive? <laughs> That's so funny, dude a, a Christian who's like, nope, I don't like this trans shit There's only one gender <laughs> I, everyone I is the same my gender. wife my wife's a dude there's yeah, only one gender there's only one language there's only one country oh earth well, guys also on this podcast a lot of times we talk about uh, suicide butts. and history butts uh what those butts might have looked like a buffet of butts <laughs> <laughs> and uh we have a conversation on the back half of the podcast but honestly, we've been questioning it. We kind of want to maybe be a normal buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was a really strong new direction. I feel like, yeah, we got a lot of laughs out of Aristotle, so <laughs> it's a pretty good uh, metric. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, can always I will say this. I'm, I'm just well. going to, you know what, Hampton, Hampton, you know what, man, Hampton, listen. You know what, dude? I'm just going to say it, man. Are Dave. you ready for me to say it? Dave. I love you. <laughs> He was a renegade come. <laughs> no, um, I we have been talking about this, maybe just getting rid of the history mm -hmm. and just shooting the shit and making fun of each other and talking about mental health. We're gonna go in my backyard and shoot shit. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna sh we're gonna take shits on the fence and then we're gonna shoot the shit off the fence. <laughs> And it's going to be called Off the Fence with Hampton and Dave. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I say that because if you're listening and you have any thoughts on, like, I'm just really interested in email us if you have thoughts yeah, on that. I just want to know if people still enjoy the history part. Yeah. Are you listening for the history or would you rather this whole show be us shooting shit off a fence? <laughs> Those are the options. Those are the only options I see. Because, I don't know, I have a lot of fun doing the history, but... Um, but I feel like we are 
funnier oh. and oh. more like in the pocket Dave, when we're just shitting the shoots. I am shoots. so happy to not be in school anymore. <laughs> I know, yeah. Re- like staring at a computer screen to research mm-hmm. something and like sometimes you have to give up on one and like go to another one because you're like, ah, this story isn't like evolving the way I would like or something. Yeah. Which is, makes you, th- I'll feel like super selfish about that. Be like, ah, he just kind of died. Man. <laughs> hey <laughs> dude, why wasn't your suicide more interesting? <laughs> All yeah. the celeb suicides. This is why we haven't done Kurt Cobain yet, because he was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Cobain, Hunter S. Thompson, boring, boring suicides. Uh, it's like, yeah, take some yeah. drugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's our recommendation. Okay, one of Dave's, Dave's uh, corners. Mm-hmm. Dave's take corner. drugs. Take drugs. <laughs> Hampton's helpful hints. Uh, Drink water. Dave says, take drugs. Yeah. What would be like... That's a good way to get the drugs down with water. I like if you were doing Hampton's helpful hints, we would have to have like Dave's unhelpful <laughs> something. That's why they're Dave's slaves. Dave's slaves. <laughs> um, what's up? I just want to say what's up to Dave's slaves. Thanks for coming out to the show as well as on the road. What's up, young cunts? Y'all were fun. Uh- <laughs> um. I, uh, I met, yeah, I met a bunch more Suicide Buddies fans on the road, man. It was, it was cool. That's awesome. Um, had a bunch of people come out. You guys are fucking the sweetest. Thank you so much for coming out to shows. Like, yeah, awesome. truly. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I also appreciate anybody who like just listens to the Patreon and like, or just listens to the podcast. Like everyone who listens to us, everyone who fucks with us, yeah, who's ride or die with this, but not die, just all ride. All of our boys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're not ride or die. We're all ride. Yeah, totally. This do not die. <laughs> Um, like in order, honestly, if you want to ride or die with us, you gotta not die. You gotta <laughs> sign a waiver about the last part. It's ride and not die. That's <laughs> ride and live. Uh, ride and live. Ride and live. That's my chair. Park and ride. <laughs> Park and ride's my other charity. But, <laughs> um, Read and shit. Read and shit? Is that what you said? That's the new library and toilet I'm opening downtown. <laughs> it's a giant shit. toilet that children swim in and read books. Read my shit. Oh, the government would like to shut it down. <laughs> oh, they'd like to stop me. <laughs> who, who was it that said, read my lips? Was that? George Bush. Was it? No, it's uh, Jenna Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> What a lame joke. Wasn't it like <laughs> Eisenhower or something? No, no, it's George Sr. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. Read my lips. No new taxes. That's right, and right. It's like, I'm sorry for doing that impression. Read. I honestly personally apologize for doing No, it was perfect, man. I just if you, like shit. Remember when he fell down? You fall down a lot. <laughs> no, that's Your true. whole life is an impression of that. He barfed on the <laughs> Japanese prime minister. He's amazing. That was awesome. Read you know why I did my it? shit. Because Johnny Knoxville dared him. <laughs> You know why George Bush barfed on that minister? Fucking Steve-O punched him in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. It's all coming up. Man, that episode of Where the Simpsons, where they meet him, that was like one of my all-time favorites. I don't remember that episode. It's a, re- it's a really good one. I'll see if I can maybe send you a file. <laughs> now we're just a podcast that quotes <laughs> The Simpsons. <laughs> Hey, what's up? Welcome to 12th grade locker room in 1998.
<laughs> That's where I became a man, Dave. <laughs> Me too. That's dude. where my identity was formed in a chrysalis of gym socks and cum. Also, it's weird. It was a lie because I was a senior in 2000, man. So I don't even know who I was talking about. Whoa. You know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I hung out with the seniors when I was uh, when I was a frosh. You know, I don't Did know. Did you sometimes? Yeah, you were a cool frosh. I was weird because I would get picked on by some people who uh-huh. just didn't know the other people in the school. So I just kind of had friends like all over. Like I had a lot of ROTC friends for some reason. Wow, they just liked good movies and stuff. <laughs> like. Had yeah, other friends. like Pearl Harbor and <laughs> yeah, but then like some people would just <laughs> Crimson Tide, <laughs> Pearl Harbor. Yeah, dude, Saving Private Ryan, ROTC stuff, man. Oh shit, that's mm. funny. <laughs> Thanks, man. All they like. <laughs> you know, it's funny is actually my oldest friend growing up. He just had like the craziest military like streak in him. Like growing up, just everything was like military. Oh, stuff. I thought you meant he like. Shot planes or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> he would like build missiles and like join the army. He was crazy. He wanted to join the army, but I guess he couldn't or something. Oh, wow. But I already changed his mind by then, I guess. Yeah, okay. Anyway. What does he do now? He's a photographer. He's actually really awesome. A war Lives photographer? Savannah. <laughs> oh, okay. Does he like take photos of. He of takes photos the of bands. Uh, he's at the Jinx a lot. Oh, uh, okay. His bar and he takes like really great photos. You can check out his website. I think it's uh, andrewvongillner.com net or dot com dot org dot x x x you can search his name yeah (laughs) (laughs) vg photography i think cool dude yeah that's a nice plug for a friend yeah of course front plugs yeah there's like (laughs) the friends in your life who you you always want to work with yeah on stuff like i don't know that's something i always feel like yeah you do have to shout out well for me that's hampton (laughs) Yeah, I tricked you. Aww. I tricked you. I got rid of all the rest of your friends. <laughs> I'm the only one you got, Dave. <laughs> you fucking dumbass. <laughs> what is this? What is this? What an insane asylum. Um, I uh, We have a fan of the show whose name is Barrett. Uh, she lives in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Shout out to Barrett. She's... She came down to this show, and the last time I was in Jacksonville, too, and she gave me a jar of moonshine jelly. Whoa. Yes, which I had never heard of. The most illegal of the jellies. <laughs> oh, they tried to shit down. Totally. It's uh, <laughs> some high-proof jelly. What? It, so it, like, fucks you up? It's like jelly? No, not really. Okay. You just, like, it just tastes like sugar. I don't understand why... <laughs> It just, it's just sugar, it's and just she tells sh- you, it's moonshine jelly. You're like, it tastes granulated and rough. <laughs> why, and why is it in a box of sugar? It looked like sugar. <laughs> no, 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 it's moonshine jelly, Dave. It's moonshine jelly. <laughs> yeah. She has one tooth. <laughs> <laughs> just, she is a tooth. Yeah, uh, she's, the tooth is a prospector inside of the mouth. Absolutely. You know when your tooth has only one tooth? <laughs> Y'all ever shit? <laughs> Mm. MC Usher writes jokes. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, All right. See you later. Have a good sorry, night, everybody. <laughs> way, off track. <laughs> way off track. Okay. See ya. So what? It, it's just, it tastes like sugar? I don't, yeah. It's weird. It's jelly. It's like okay. sugar jelly, but I guess it's made of moonshine. And there's also white wine in it, but it tastes like sugar. Well, I think you should stop trashing our fan. 
Yeah, that's a, okay. That's, that's very damn sure. No, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, man, it only tastes like sugar, and so I was like, man, Barrett, fuck you, dude. Uh, <laughs> that sounds awesome, though. Yeah, it was really nice I of her. Love, Thank you so much, Barrett. I would love any illicit uh, materials, anything <laughs> people want to send me on the dark web. Oh, yeah. Go, oh, go for it. And we had another fan come out in Daytona who brought me some mushrooms heroin. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's uh, it's supposedly it's made of mushrooms, but it's heroin. Let me tell you, when you put it on your toast, you die. <laughs> you immediately die. You have to have the toast, though. Yeah, you totally. get that energy. Heroin you. toast. Otherwise, your body just won't know how to die. <laughs> yeah, you don't totally. get that energy. In it, you know? <laughs> yeah, you got to have carbs if you want the heroin <laughs> I, to work. I always say, if you're gonna die, make sure you have a big Thanksgiving style meal at least like six hours before, and that way you just empty. Your, oh yeah, your bowels. You can't die if you haven't eaten. You'll get a cramp. Leave a ton of shit behind. Just, just <laughs> yeah. oh, I see. Just complete. You, everyone shits their pants when I they die. I want to really evacuate. No one talks about that. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But I'm just saying. So, like, go to Boston Market, make a day. That's so funny, dude. <laughs> you're like gonna kill yourself, and you're like, okay, but I'm gonna eat a lot. Make <laughs> so sure there's a lot of Boston Market. A lot of Boston Market. Yeah, go to Golden Corral and just tear the fucking roof off, dude. What? Welcome to Boston Market. Do you think you should have Thanksgiving every day? Here's a psychopath. Come here. <laughs> have you ever wanted to eat with your family, but your family's not there? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Boston Market. Please take a seat at one of our booths, and they just put like a paper cutout of like a family that judges you. They like play yeah, a little audio totally. there. Son, you are embarrassing me. <laughs> Eating the turkey leg. You yeah. know how the appeal of Thanksgiving isn't the food. Well, we've got the food. <laughs> 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 hey, get out of here, Jojo. You can't eat my brownie. Hey, man. And I've been saying that. Don't don't disrespect my cat. I'm not disrespecting your cat. She's disrespecting my brownie. Sure. <laughs> Aristotle brought us brownies. Yeah, man. This is literally one of the sweetest things. Thanks, Georgie. He brought us brownies, okay. that, these vegan brownies. For It's been a year, Today, babe. the day we're recording is the one-year anniversary of Suicide Buddies. It's Dang. Been one year since, one we, year since we recorded. Been wanting to kill myself <laughs> for about 12 months. <laughs> oh, no. Is that what Suicide Buddies means? That's why we have um, to make it normal, buddies. Yeah. Well, thank you for the very tasty brownies this for our so normal buddies take a photo reunion. We eat them. Is this a reunion? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, Every episode, we get the gang back together for one last <laughs> <big> score. <laughs> so this is this episode coming out is the one year anniversary episode of the first one, right? Wow, Hampton, congrats on one year. Congrats on one year, Dave. Thanks for doing this with Should me, bud. Should we shake hands and touch? Sure. Okay. Normal buddies. <laughs> that was a firm handshake, my normal friend. <laughs> they say that you can tell a lot about the man by his handshake. <laughs> How firm or perhaps limp it is. What if it's a hook? What if, what? <laughs> it's a hook. You know right away you're dealing with a pirate. <laughs> what if you shake his hand and it turns out you're just looking at a frog? Why, you weren't shaking a man's hand at all. You're holding a frog. You're friends with a frog. Get out of there. You're probably poisoned. Um, uh, wow, spreading rumors about frogs. Um, well, since this is the year anniversary of Normal Buddies, um, we're going to have to stop for a break. And when we get back, we're going to listen to an entire Nickelback album. <laughs> um, it's the best one. 
Well, honestly, the best one is everyone. <laughs> if we're being real. <laughs> um, I tickle it back about Nickelback. Oh, nice, dude. I tickle it all back. You do tickle it back. Okay. <laughs> Who are we? Uh... You know what? Nickelback sucks. You know what? I tickle it back. <laughs> <laughs> I tickle it back. Oh. Um. <laughs> How do you, one year in, year in review. Okay, year in review. Um, Are you still mad at me? <laughs> <laughs> are we good? Are we cool? So are we cool? Are who we... are you guys? <laughs> Tell me, who are you guys? Mine are Hardwick. Oh, CK. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Weinstein. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> listen, uh, year review. Okay, I give it a modest three-star Yelp review. Oh, all right. Out of a possible five. Honestly, that really hurts, but okay. I just see... <laughs> I think it's great, but I see how, how much further we can go. Okay, where can we go? Normal buddies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so, yeah, we're not going to be talking about a suicide in history this week. We're just going to talk about someone in history who um, was perfectly fine. Uh, <laughs> I think there's a hook here. Yeah, totally. Every um, po- podcast needs a niche. Yeah. How uh, do we appeal to normal people? This episode is about LeBron James and uh, <laughs> how easy things are for him. <laughs> All right, uh, year in review, yeah. Dave. Um, What's your metric? I'm going to give it one star out of one. Still use it. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. The highest review you can possibly give 100%. something. And the lowest. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we could have done worse, so we could have done better. One star. Honestly, I think the show's great, man. I give us four stars. I think we have a ways to go, too, but I think we're, uh, we're pretty good at talking about mental health, and also I think we're um, pretty funny. Really? Name one time. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I said we were pretty funny... Georgia left. So that's pretty, this got to be true. <laughs> Do you think we can get her out to a show? Oh, no way. Damn it. I know. I've never seen Georgia watch your stand up ever. She never. It's probably why you're dating, am I right? She hasn't even <laughs> bought one of my shirts. She what now? She hasn't bought one of my shirts. <laughs> can you believe that shit? She just borrows mine. Wow. Um, can I uh, wear this? Uh, <laughs> I ran out of shirts. Can I wear this? Larger issue. I have the physique of a woman. <laughs> no, Hampton. Thank you. You have a penis. <laughs> Thank you. I really needed that. You after a, I'm, a, I'm you, about to eat this gigantic brownie the size of, these, well, what I might leave in my pants after eating Boston Market and killing myself. These brownies are big. <laughs> They're big old brownies. Big brownie. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, big brownie, bam, bam, uh, <laughs> bam, bam. Who are we talking about this week, bruh? Uh, this week we are talking about Lord Castle Ray. Nice, dude. Yeah, I don't know who that is. No one knows who he is. Cool, dude. But it's awesome. All right. He basically is the guy who put the kibosh on Napoleon. Wow. Yeah. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and what's a kibosh? <laughs> So like a pierogi? <laughs> Let me tell you something. You go down to your local deli, you order the kibosh. Okay. And then they kill your father. They kill your father. <laughs> um, it's not a good meal. All right. So Lord Pierogi. We're talking about... No, we're talking about Lord the Castlevania. Potato Lord. How dare you? <laughs> oh, Lord Castlevania. Yeah. What's the name of the character in Castlevania? Belmont. Beaumont? Lord Belmont. Belmont. I think. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I'll, t- I'll refer to him as that. No! <laughs> All 
All right, we'll be back after this commercial, which we completely endorse and is definitely there. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Buy these products, no matter what it is. Miller! Doesn't matter what they say Cause I'm gonna get my way If I don't wanna go I'm my period because I drank a lot of period blood last night. <laughs> 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 Keep that in. Do not do not cut that out. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Hell yeah. I have eaten so much of my brownie. It's How a- high are you, dude? <laughs> 40. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to thank you for buying all those products. That just we talked about yeah, Miller or Mi- whatever. Fucking yeah, Miller Wireless. I think we sell Smith and Wesson. <laughs> yeah, totally. So seriously, Ashley did Madison. That, did that brownie get you twisted? Oh yeah, dude. I mean, every brownie has. I'm straight up marijuana. chopped and screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lower than ever, man. I don't think they make brownies without. I will say every time someone offers me a cookie or brownie now, I'm like, uh, is this a sober brownie or cookie? Because <laughs> uh, I don't want to ruin my whole night. <laughs> I have jury duty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a cop. So <laughs> this has to be a regular fucking cookie, man. And I'm saying this to this guy who is offering me a cookie. I'm like, listen, motherfucker, you don't poison me, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> One time, probably the, one of the rudest things, just but was a completely sincere and natural reaction. Like I did not intend to be a dick, mm-hmm. but it certainly was a dickish thing. A while back, someone was is, like, "I'm gay." You were like, "Gross." <laughs> it was the poop. <laughs> um, I was like, "Dude, um, listen, uh, listen." I don't know why I got so aggressive. No, dude, do no, it, listen. man. This is uh, the election sh- ended. It's tough. <laughs> 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 Who's the new midterm pope? <laughs> With the guy with the hat. <laughs> okay, what were you going to say? I'm uh, sorry. I was in Chicago and like, uh, this is a while back and like, it was a comic and he just, I'd come in and like said hello to everybody and like right before the show and everything. And then this comic is, we're just kind of talking and then he's like, do you want a cookie? And like, he just hand, like holds up a big like famous Amos <laughs> cookie. And I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> I was just, so, and he was like, what? I was like, you're an adult. You're offering me a cookie? We're in a bar. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, wow. so serious. That is so extreme. <laughs> cookies are good, man. I didn't know you hated cookies, No, dude. I had to really come down and go, oh, you know what? Because this has been a phase over the last two years. Like, I just, I very rarely want to have sweets. So I just was like, what? And we're in a bar. So you get it mad? It didn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like broccoli. So when I see it, I punch my wife. <laughs> I, broccoli for dinner? Are you, you out of your fucking you mind? You out of your fucking mind offering me a thing people like? I think you piece are. of shit. Well, I think there's t- times and places for things. Absolutely. Like, okay. Yes, being offered broccoli by your wife doesn't sound that bad. But what if you were <laughs> underwater at the time? Dave? Okay, no, I'm that getting could wh- kill you, Hampton. On, you know this. <laughs> Everything you've ever said, I agree with. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not good either. <laughs> no, man. Absolute power. I'll do anything absolutely. you do or say. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there are no. You're right. There's a right, a right time and a wrong time to offer someone a cookie. The wrong time is definitely when the two of you are talking and you're in public <laughs> and it's fine. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Well, that last disclaimer, <laughs> that's the one I take umbrage. <laughs> when everything is fine, I do not want a cookie. I think there's things that you do in a polite society. Uh-huh. And that's what keeps us. That's what keeps the grease, you know, on the wheels. I see. You moving. have a little bit of a like modest this. proposal. I have a little bit of a modest mouse proposal. <laughs> a modest mouse proposal. <laughs> I sure. think we should eat the band Modest Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? But like for when they were babies, <laughs> go back in time and eat the band Modest Mouse when they were babies. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I mean, why you can't eat an adult? Oh, a modest proposal was do you, was. Oh, like, you're right. Yeah. That is. <laughs> That is, I kind of forgot that that was the real, I thought it was just upsetting that he'd be like, we should eat the Irish. But, but you're right. People were like, babies. Whoa, you crossed the line, Dane Cook. It was written by Dane Cook back in the day, right after he finished Gulliver's he Travels. just did his edgy material. I, didn't, I did not stand for it. I think the only right time to be offered a cookie is when you're giving birth. <laughs> Um, which I often do. I think you should only give a mouse a cookie. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if you give a mouse a cookie, they'll take a yard. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Give a mouse a cookie, takes a yard. Yeah. <laughs> especially when there's when they're bl- you know they're blind. Guys, don't kill yourselves, especially after this hot riff. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't kill yourself. We're so funny. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, Lord Castlevania. Lord, <laughs> Lord Castle Ray. Uh, here's his Ray. Uh, here's his positions in life. Uh, he was in politics basically during um, uh, the French Revolution. He worked for the British uh, government. Not cool. Yeah, <laughs> not really. <laughs> not nice. Nah, I don't know. His his way of being remembered in history is a little odd. Was he French? No, he is Irish. Oh, okay. He's Irish, and uh, it, that's the thing. Is like. He worked for England, so there's that comes up kind of later where people just get really heated about that. Sort oh, of thing, I you see. Know? And like, you're betraying our country. Or, what are you doing? Or how are you selling us out? You know? Yeah. They're just suspicious of it. Got it. So in his life, uh, here's just his positions that he had. He had chief. Did he do it his way? <laughs> <laughs> he was the Burger King. <laughs> wow. Burger King. Burger King. Me lord. Me lord. McDonald's has brought the McRib back. <laughs> we will mount our troops <laughs> and slaughter them on the fields of barbecue sauce. <laughs> I, think, I think you need to write the Burger Crusades, man. The Burger Crusades. <laughs> yeah. When they tried to change all of the Muslim religion to enjoy mayonnaise. <laughs> Burger King. Burger King is no Burger King. Burger King. Burger King. Uh, definitely just it's a burger that lives in a robot. Give a fuck. <laughs> That's their thing. It's fuck it. There's mayonnaise on it. <laughs> they put so much more mayonnaise on the chicken sandwich than chicken. It is about mayonnaise. For them. Yeah, it's a mayonnaise sandwich. I think they're being paid off by big mayonnaise. Yeah, totally. Which is just cum. Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, so in his life, uh, during these tumultuous times of revolution, he was chief secretary for Ireland, then promoted to president of the Board of Control. Promoted Secretary of State for War and the Colonies. Guy just sounds like some kind of secretary. <laughs> this guy's boring. Uh, promoted to Leader of the House of Commons, and then promoted to Secretary of State for Foreign Affairs, and I think his official title was the Marquis of Londonderry. But the, what all this kind of is about is he's being put in these huge positions positions of power mm-hmm. at like key moments in history, 
and like he keeps doing a great job. And he basically, towards the end of um, like dealing with the French Revolution, he was basically like the British Prime Minister, whatever the equivalent would be. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, can you in level of power? I'd say I, I know basically nothing about the French Revolution. So, can you give me a yeah. little bit of context, like when this was? Sure. Um, well, I believe it's like nine thirty a.m. I think the French Revolution began at about seventeen, like eighty-three, okay. something like that. And it was really interesting because it kind of happened because of the American Revolution. The uh, American Revolution inspired all these revolutions around the globe um, because it was the first successful, yeah, like. No one had really like overthrown a monarch. Overthrown uh, yeah. like England. Yeah, yeah, it was just like not done. And um, it had also kind of uh, <clears throat> the like American Revolution was dicey because that was basically France paying for everything. France was giving us all this money, oh. so all their royalty is like feeding the American troops. Their own people are dying. This is like during like Louis the Fourteenth and like yeah. Antoinette, and people are like, "This we're living in poverty. This fucking sucks." But they're giving all the money to the Americans. Wow, giving the money to the Americans. The poor people start to get more and more rights because they're just so discontent. So they start giving them a little bit of like leadership roles and stuff like that. But uh, eventually, they just overthrow Louis the Fourteenth and like Marie Antoinette. And like we're killing you guys. Like okay. fucking suck. And so while this is happening in Ireland, Lord uh, Ray Ray. <laughs> Lord Castle Ray. Uh, he's just kind of like um, going through his military training around this time. Okay. You know, uh, and he's uh, performing well and like kind of advancing. But also like his life at this time, you're kind of still dealing with like the aristocracy. And England still really has that. So his job is going to be his dad's job after his dad is done with that job. Oh, okay. Like, he just becomes lord of this, and he has, like, all these titles and, like, responsibilities. You know, that's how I became a porn star. (laughs) Lord of cum shots. Yeah, totally. (laughs) It was, well, this was your great-grandfather's dick, and he gave it to (laughs) your grandfather, who gave it to me, and one day I'll give this dick to you. <laughs> Wait, whoa! <laughs> I don't know. This is—that's right. You don't get a dick until your dad dies. <laughs> Someday, son. Oh, this will be yours, <laughs> Dad. Why are you just cupping your dick? Oh, this son will be yours. <laughs> so my firstborn, my secondborn gets nothing. He has to join the church and be a virgin till he dies. <laughs> I love like just the, the rules are the rules. Oh, totally. <laughs> so much of this like society is so funny and like it's so fucking confusing looking at all these titles like of what lords or whatever dukes or earls or whatever mm-hmm. like a lot of uh-huh. it is because the system is outdated and we never learned it, but it's truly baffling. What a duke. Yeah, what is a duke? Let's just do that one only. <laughs> what's, what's that? Um, it's, that? I think it's when you shit. Oh, you fucking duke. And, uh, <laughs> I think it's John Wayne. Yeah. The duke. Oh, yeah. They all look like John Wayne. <laughs> hey there, I'm the duke of Earl. <laughs> and all the earls look like Jason Earl. Lee. Lord Shaftesbury of My name is Earl. Winselstein of Fatzenstar. Um, I know. This became German Fatzenstar. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know if the role of dirty debutante is an official title. Mm, no, that's it? the girl version of a king. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. It's dirty debutante Elizabeth of 
the UK. <laughs> so um, basically, Napoleon <laughs> in this power vacuum in France. No who? No who? <laughs> Is that a type of ice cream? <laughs> Fuck that! Wow, dude. <laughs> Guy now, sounds Napoleon delicious. was known for having a chocolate head, vanilla center, torso, and strawberry, and then strawberry feet. feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that. And that's why he always had his hand in his shirt, is because he was eating ice cream. Totally. Why wouldn't he? Well, I would eat myself if I were tasty. <laughs> <laughs> and I am not. I taste gross, man. You can just ask my wife. <laughs> who, oh man, she won't eat me ever. What? What are we talking about? Napoleon. Hey, real quick, um, quick question. Do you guys still want us to do the history? <laughs> <laughs> Napoleon is important for all this because this Napoleon is basically the counter short guy to French. this guy's uh, <laughs> career. Yeah, uh, ice cream. <laughs> ice cream, short. Short French ice cream man. <laughs> he was in Bill and Ted. That's his one movie role. <laughs> um, so Napoleon is kind of like interesting because while he's the opposite of this guy in all this conflict, Napoleon kind of comes from like simple means mm. and is like truly like the first guy who is not of nobility who rises to the role of emperor of like multiple countries. Like he comes up with the French Revolution, takes over the French Revolution, and basically Napoleon like tricks them into like, let's uh, go into Italy and like we'll free them from Austria. And then when they did that, they were like, and let's just keep Italy. <laughs> you know? <And> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> now let's go to like Egypt and like take over Egypt so like England doesn't have a way into India. And like, so Napoleon's got these big designs and he's truly like becoming this like threat, you know? Mm-hmm. So England's getting super fucking worried. Yeah. And um, this guy is kind of like continually put in positions to have to make decisions about what to do about Napoleon. Okay. And he's the guy that's like, this is a threat. We have to get like coalitions together, other countries, and like fight him. You know. Oh, okay. And this is what he's doing while yeah. that's happening. Okay. He's the one that's actually getting other countries together to like come to agreements. I love that the French were just motivated by the fact that they fucking hated England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's definitely true. It's so funny that there was like a long period of time where it was just England and France these two tiny countries and everyone else was like, how are they in charge? <laughs> Basically, Napoleon was like, it's also very similar to like Hitler, but it's like he needed to create some sort of economy. So he's like, let's just bring back old pillage and plundering. Like, wow. that was kind of a frowned upon fra- practice at that point. And he was just like, really? No, the soldiers, this is how we're going to subsidize their incomes. They get to just take whatever we take. Wow. Like, so, like rules of war were kind of like being thrown out the window there. Damn. It was also what made him popular. With what do you think? Would you be a pillage guy or a plunder guy? <laughs> <laughs> it takes a pillage. To plunder a boy. To, it takes a village to pillage a village. <laughs> plunder a boy. I, I would plunder booty. I'd plunder booty. Oh. I would pillage without the rape. Yeah. Rape oh pillage. no, I'm definitely anti-rape, but pro-pillage. Pro-pillage. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is like the gang having a meeting. Yeah, totally. Like, Sons of Anarchy, we have to really have like a meeting what? here. Um. Well, I don't like pool cues across the face per se. <laughs> and I know I'm biased because I have a pool cue in my eye. <laughs> you know, the other battalion rapes and pillages, and I was just wondering if that's something we'll be doing. <laughs> Or if we're going to continue this, like, pillage only, just keep the gold, don't steal the jewelry kind of thing. Because, like, look, I mean, I'm with whatever you want to do, but 
I don't know. I've just been doing this for a couple of years, and I think. Yeah. <laughs> right. Excuse me in the back. Not, not to interrupt, but every time we say we're gonna do the rape part, everyone just rapes me. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it. Like, it's not funny. Everyone laughs, and it's I don't get it. Oh man! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> a burn. Um, yeah, you're um okay. Yeah, no, we're hearing you. Your um your objection is noted, but um okay, let's put it to a vote. How many people in here would stop uh holding down and forcing themselves on <laughs> on uh the one soldier in the back? No one. Yeah, sorry, you lost that vote. I uh, voted. <laughs> I voted. Well, you don't have any arms. <laughs> I would like a right to bear arms. Oh, that's where that came from. Oh man, from was, this riff, I was confused. Wow, up until this now. podcast travels time. <laughs> um, so uh, why is it the second amendment? You know, <laughs> why can't we have a second a womanment? That's what I think. That's my politics. You know, originally, it was called a white amendment. <laughs> So what am I even talking um, about? Lord Castlereagh <laughs> is constantly like dealing with pressure. Uh, he starts to have like nervous collapses about stuff. Ray J. Oh, Ray. <laughs> yeah, Ray J against the machine. Uh, so at one point he says he like ha- he saw a little boy, a ghost. Mm-hmm. Like he's like he would tell people at like dinner parties. He's like, yeah, I saw this um, like child ghost and I touched his hand and like people were like, okay, like. <laughs> People kind of like thought Whoa. he was clearly like losing his mind. Like, who the, did he say this to? Well, well Walter Scott uh, was at the party, and like he said uh, later on, he said, "I've been told by two people that they saw ghosts, and both people killed themselves." <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. So I mean, like he had these kind of episodes about stuff, but it's so wait. F- this is like the ring. <laughs> you got VHS. <laughs> it was just faces of death. Um, uh, when it's funny attack. because everyone is kind of losing their minds yeah, uh, sure. amidst all these revolutions that are happening. Like the number one is uh, King George the Third. Like they say always, the madness of King George. Yeah. Like he, like at one point, just lost his mind for a couple of years, and then like came back to. Like sanity, he claimed, and then like years later, again went into like his final like mental spiral. Wow! But it was all the pressures of shit of being like, "Hey, we just lost the colonies. We just lost America. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we spent a lot of money on that, and now France wants to kill us." And he's like, "You know, <laughs> the aristocracy super fucking worried because they're like, look what they just did to the king and queen of France." Yeah, and this guy Napoleon says one thing but does another like all the time. So a lot of this responsibility is getting put on Lord Castle Ray. And um, he has to fight so much opposition all the time because he's an Irishman. And they fucking all the time in the press, like every time he runs for something or says something in the press, like people like call him like a femme. Like they're just like, he's a Nancy boy. He can't fuck his wife. Why does he have no children? This guy's like fucking, like they're just like call him like names and stuff. And if it's not that, if they don't attack his masculinity, they, at- they attack the fact that he's Irish. Which is also looked down. And they're like, well, I mean, with, he is fucking Irish. Like, you know, it was just like, it was like a slur almost. Wow. Just implied of just like, yeah, but they're, he's fucking Irish. They're all like liars and like. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So his big mission during all of this, while also dealing 
with uh, Napoleon, who he does handle, but I think around the same period, he's really pushing for like, uh, his big mission is to make the acts of union happen. And uh, it's, he's always trying to like bring together the British and the Irish. Like he's trying to be this middle guy, but like there's like instances of people like accusing um, this whole coalition to make this acts of union thing happen that they're like corrupt and that they're just using bribes. And it did kind of come about that that was true. Like, it's weird. It's like King George, basically, before he first went crazy, like, they convinced him, or they just, the story is that he authorized, like, all this money, but then, like, he doesn't remember doing that, and then he went crazy for, like, eight years or something, and then they're like, no, no, you said! Like, so they just have to, like, prove that the king, they took advantage of the king when he was crazy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But it's still okay because the king technically said it was okay. Right. But it, it creates this whole era of people in Ireland, especially being like, Lord Castlereagh is fucking us over. Like, I'm confused about. So he's Irish mm-hmm. and he's part of like the Irish government, basically. Well, he's promoted into like the British. Right. Okay. Basically. Right. Yeah. The England has power over Ireland and he's yeah. working for the British. Right. Okay. They work together. And it's really, I'm honestly like, if anyone wants to write to help me clarify this history later, um, that would be appreciated. But it seems like the main motivation at the time was people of Ireland wanted to be free, eventually have their own kingdom and be separate. But, they were still in fighting against Catholics and Protestants, and so they couldn't really come to terms with who would really be in control. He was trying to make a unilateral thing, like, let's just get out, and then we'll get the emancipation out. You know, like... Yeah. But, I don't know, it um, it took a really long time, and also, like, people never really respected him about it. It seems that, like, after uh, they took out Napoleon, like, there was this question of, like, how do we, like make sure this doesn't happen again. We're like, you know, we devastate a country and then they don't know what to do and then they just become militaristic like the minute they can to get back money and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so he was like, we can't punish these people, you know, the way they would have done to us. Like they were pillaging and stuff, but this would be like a different form of pillaging, which is after we beat you, we just take everything, you know? Right. So people kind of didn't understand that. They were like, where's our fucking money? Yeah, okay. I guess I guess a way to think about it is how different it took me a while to realize this because war was just so different then. If a country went to war at that time, it meant everyone was starving. It meant there's no rations, there's no food, they're taking money from poor people. Like it just meant like everything's fucked up. Yeah. So that is, you know, some sort of context. Now, you know, it's like, you know, if there's a war in Afghanistan or whatever, it's like it doesn't really affect your personal life, you know. So if this guy became unpopular, it was like everybody was against you, you know? So okay, he got pretty like nervous all the time. He was like breaking down all the time. And he started carrying like two pistols at his sides. Wow. And he was like just me. like, what? <laughs> and he became Neo. Uh, Honestly, he took the red pill. I have he- a lot in common with this guy. <laughs> Sounds a lot like me. Sounds a lot like old Dave R. <laughs> Um, so he's carrying two pistols. Dual wielding two musket style pistols seems like such an ineffective. Totally. Like you can't dual wield. No, man. You get to wield one at a time. I have a belt with two shotgun <laughs> holsters on it, <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's really hard to 
pull them both out. I just got to say. <laughs> I was trying to kill two people the other day with one stone. And, <laughs> and wow, it didn't work. I couldn't even get the guns out of the holster. And then I was the one who got shot. And anyway, that happened in Florida. <laughs> Why does it always happen in Florida? Why does everything bad? Gun stuff. <laughs> Florida has guns and a shitty voting system. <laughs> Does the voting system suck? Yeah, well, they keep electing fucking Republicans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I just didn't know if like the voting process itself was fucked. Oh, there. totally. They keep. I mean, yeah. I, there's always something. You remember the hanging chads? You remember that? The fucking <laughs> 2000 election. Yeah, they hung Chad. Yeah, they hung ch- my buddy from Chad. Lacrosse. Yeah, it's just like. <laughs> He's just in Fisig, dude. <laughs> Relax. Yeah, no, we were talking about that uh, on the break there, about the midterms, like that uh, Prop 10 here in L.A. It was confusing as fuck to read. Yeah, It was right. really pretty That's annoying. That's a whole, oh, it's a bummer. Prop 10 didn't pass. And it didn't pass by like 65% or something. 65. <laughs> That's it, what I'm saying. People didn't crazy. Because no one would vote for that Ugh. if they were actually paying rent. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that has to be the majority of people here, right? Well, it's also, but but more than that, though, I I, I also just have a problem with uh, people. The thing is that like voting for because Prop Ten was like expanding rent control because there's a massive rent problem and and now as a result homelessness problem in L.A. and they're saying that if rent spikes another like average of 50 bucks or 100 a month or something homelessness will increase by another massive percent so it's like trying to truly help people yeah and the the liberal way what you do what you're supposed to do when you're liberal is think of people who are not you and we're in this era where liberals are all socially so socially conscious but when it comes down to things like taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, we're all inept. And we're all completely self-obsessed to the point where, like, I smoked cigarettes and I was hanging out with some people who smoked cigarettes when, like... <laughs> uh, coolest kids on the playground. Two years ago, um, the Trump election, another... There was a proposition up to add a $2 tax to every pack of cigarettes and it was going to pay for a bunch of stuff in the city. And... Um, I like bought some cigarettes and I was with some people and they were like, they're like, oh, they cost so fucking much now. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, it had to happen. And they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, I was like, yeah, I mean, I voted for that. And they were like, you voted for that? Uh-huh. And I was like, of course I voted for that. It's a tax. I'm a liberal. Tax me. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, go to like, a really <laughs> poor country, you'll be like, man, I do not pay enough taxes. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> Like, pay, like paying taxes in, a, in America is like buying a plane ticket first class. <laughs> yeah. Just like, you get roads? <laughs> roads and, like, infrastructure are, like... I sometimes, like, really, I'm like, man, the idea that, like, I can just get over there. Unbelievable. <laughs> I can drive a couple miles over there. Like, if I had to do that any other way... <laughs> totally, man. You fucked. You don't even have to, like, hand any papers to anyone or, yeah. like, run from bullets or, <laughs> well, or anything. Like, yeah, there's some parts of China that are, like, really fucking rural, man. It's like, sure. man, it's like this huge country, so much money and so many people, but still it's like people, like, have to walk miles and miles to get to a road or something. It's totally. Like, Shanghai, okay. man. <laughs> it's just a big field. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you've been there? It looks like Central Park. Well, the... 
<laughs> um, all right, let's get back to Lord Ray Charles. <laughs> uh, he was blind. Blind <laughs> to the problems of Ireland. Oh, whoa. Real black Irish. Segway, Segway machine, Hampton Young. Kevin James Segway scooter. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. Uh, um, he doesn't seem like a violent guy. It's like everyone speaks very highly of him. But those pistols came in handy because at one point, like, see, it's all this kind of like infighting and it's kind of dealing with this dying aristocracy thing that's happening, Mm -hmm. especially because like the king's crazy. People are taking advantage. Everyone's getting bribed. Everybody's just looking out for their best interests. Yeah. So certain people are like fucking him over or trying to make deals behind his back. And at one point he like finds out that that's happening and he challenges a guy to a duel and um, the guy misses and uh, he shoots him in the thigh and they both Whoa. walk away, but everyone's like, that wasn't really uncool of Lord Castlereagh to like shoot that guy? Really? Yeah, dual culture was pretty fucking like formal. And it was like, you don't just like kill someone. And that's why like Aaron Burr is like so reviled. Like Right. Well, but it's like dueling was kind of like this thing. Normally, you would call it off. There were so many levels of calling it off beforehand. Oh, okay. You know, like it takes a long time to get there. You go through your friends, their servants. It gets a whole process if you send your friend over to their house and talk it over and everything. Oh, really? Yeah, and it gets down to like the fine detail of like how many paces, everything. Like, because you're talking about, I hate you so much about the way you deal with things that I have to kill you. So can we come to some sort of resolution before I have to kill you or you kill me? Yeah. And if nothing could get reached, you're just like, all right, I'm going to shoot a gun at you. (laughs) Right. This is literally them thinking they're still gentlemen of like, I'm going to do it. My friends here, like they're all watching. Everyone's going to see what we do. So normally a lot of times people would fire shot up in the air. Okay. Kind of like, I intentionally miss you, but you know... I could have killed you. I don't like... Yeah, and then you would normally do the same. So it's like to shoot somebody was kind of... You're taking it seriously and you're going that extra step. Wow, okay. So it's just further like... I don't know, man. You don't put a condom on unless you're going to (laughs) fuck. That's why I put a a condom on my gun. (laughs) See this? It's a 357 Magnum. And you see this? It's a Magnum XL condom. <laughs> it's the strongest condom known to man. I think it's called that for a reason. I know you're asking yourself, how many times did he come back there? <laughs> six? Seven times? <laughs> well, it's a Magnum, so it can't be more than six. If he doesn't wear that Magnum, he could blow my head right off with his cup. So you gotta ask yourself, do I feel spunky? Do I feel like I'm covered in spunk? <laughs> well, do you, punk? You're covered in spunk, punk! <laughs> and that's a scene. Guys, sign up for my UCB sketch writing class. I'll be teaching for five minutes. Yeah. Um, By the way, um, you don't put a condom on unless you're going to fuck is a line from the movie Crimson Tide. <laughs> I just want to let everyone know I quoted an old Jerry Bruckheimer movie. <laughs> God, I love that movie. God, God. I love fucking submarines, dude. It's just a fucking <laughs> ship under the water, dude. I had such a hard time with submarine movies. <laughs> I love them, dude. They shoot fucking water missiles, dude. It's fucking awesome, man. 
old fucking oh, underwater boats, dude, and everyone inside the underwater boats, oh, they feel all crazy, <laughs> dude. <laughs> and the captain's like, oh, everybody fucking be strong. And they're like, no, oh, okay. It is so funny whenever you look up the old, like, first versions of submarines. Like, totally. In the Civil War times when they're yes. like, so get in this coffin, <laughs> and we're going to, like, push it towards there, and there's a bomb on top. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just like, all right. And they're like, Wow. Uh, I love my family. <laughs> um, All right. So let's talk Lord, more about Lord, Lord Ray Romano. <laughs> so he's just so fucking frustrated. He keeps having kind of like mental collapses and like, you know, he's like so distraught about his job. It's so much pressure. And everyone's kind of always constantly being like, you're fucking it up. Even though he was always the guy who would have the solution that everybody went with and worked. But it's just everyone constantly would fight him on everything. They'd go, you're gay or you're Irish. <laughs> what the fuck do you know? And wow. Then, and he'd be like, I just think we should meet with this guy and send an envoy and do that. I'm like, fine, we'll do it, whatever. Like, <laughs> Weird. It's so just people are constantly, he's getting it from both ends, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds nice. <laughs> Sounds nice. <laughs> he was a very yeah. handsome guy. Uh, he did marry, but he never had kids. And I think... Um, he, he was like, maybe people were jealous of him in a lot of ways. I mean, Yeah, I'm really not understanding where this vitriol is coming from for they him. They definitely hated the Irish. Okay. So was, that's just a blanket, like, bigotry so going on. So weird. And then Everybody the Irish fucking also, hated the Irish for so long. Well, the Irish were going through a lot also just with, like, Catholics and Protestants. And it's, yeah. a, it's taken forever for them to resolve that. And I think it's truly, like... Like Jews and Muslims type of level of a animosity yeah. that oh, goes for back sure. for centuries, where you're like, I, the reason I don't like them is because you just can't trust them. Like it's right. just like it's so ingrained in you, right? Yeah. Um. Right. So he's not enjoying that at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um. Okay. So when he killed himself, uh, he was at home. I like the Irish because of all their gold. <laughs> 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 at the time there was a there was like a public uh like thing about him like accusing him of being gay basically okay and he was distraught again and um God, he's world. like uh at home and he's telling people like i could end my life you know like eh, anytime no? like so everyone's like don't leave him alone don't leave him alone and Whoa. they leave him alone for like four minutes and in that time he finds a knife and stabs himself in the throat Whoa. and kills himself Oh, talk about an Irish goodbye. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, it looks like someone got a Chelsea grin. This guy didn't say goodbye to anyone. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Hey, that's a good night, folks. Damn. Stabbed himself in the neck. Fuck. Yeah. The funny thing is, it's like a lot of, there's almost never reported really like, a suicide in like aristocracy. Yeah. They usually cover it up because someone usually just takes poison and then they go, Oh, he just passed in the night. <sighs> right. You know, like hide the autopsy, but he's like, he slit his throat. So it's like <laughs> everyone just saw <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the doctor and his wife for like screaming and everything. Yeah. Like, there's blood everywhere. Yeah. And they kind of try, like he had had like a minor argument with his wife and that's why she like left the room. And um, so, like, the doctor, they say, was maybe just trying to also just help her deal with it by being like, he was crazy. Like, they, they uh, ruled his death as he dealt with a bout of madness suddenly. Interesting. And it was like, but it's like, really, it, it was just this career stress. of constant stress. And he totally. basically won, like, the version of World War II. 
he was like prime minister of England conducting this war against Napoleon. He's making alliances with Russia. He's shutting him down. Wow. Shutting this guy who's like a populist too because Napoleon was like man of the people, you know? And then yeah. like, you know? And Napoleon too, it's funny, is like he had like bouts of severe depression and he talked all the time about killing himself. And like- really. Napoleon carried uh, poison with himself a lot of the times because he was like, well, one, if I got captured, and two, I just, you know, sometimes this, this shit's just so fucking difficult. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, wow. He's, he's, you know, trying to prove himself. And at one point, actually, Napoleon attempts to commit suicide. Uh, he's being exiled on this island, and at the night, or sorry, the next morning, he's like been sick all night, and his wife's like, What's, what was happening? And he's like, I took all my poison, and, uh, I mixed it with water and I just got ill and I vomited. So, what? In his, it, <laughs> yeah, in the movie The Terminal of all movies, uh-huh. they mention this story and um, they phrase it where it's like maybe he just had too much hubris. He's like, well, I clearly need to take enough that would like kill an elephant. And his body just rejected the amount of poison. Like he just was like, he took too much poison to die. Too much poison to die. That's insane. <laughs> That's why Napoleon's metal band was too much poison to die. Wow, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, it's like that time I ate a whole pizza, and I didn't even feel full. <laughs> so you know, I think kind of it's like also maybe the reason Ireland and England would like. They definitely celebrated him. Um, sorry, uh, Lord Castlereagh, like after he died. But like, the reason people are so have such animosity is it really you have to realize like everyone's starving if there's a war going on. So uh, everyone's just kind of blaming the government. Sure. And if he's the guy and he's who's like in the charge face of it, yeah. yeah and there's plenty of people who at the time like it's it's the same as actually with World War II. It's like no matter how bad this threat is during that time, a lot of people are like, we're not going to go to war with Napoleon. Like fuck this France shit. Like we're tired of it. Like they, their government collapsed because of war, and like you're gonna like starve us all to death, you know? Right. So people got pretty fucking upset. So all the poets of of like England and Ireland, when they remember Lord Castlereagh, they are just so fucking mean to him. Yeah. <laughs> He's mentioned in poetry a bunch, and here's what um, uh, Shelley uh, wrote about him. Uh, like Mary Shelley? No, Mar- Mary Shelley's husband. I think it's oh, Percy I see. Shelley. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and he's a poet. Um, and they're all hanging out with Lord he's Byron. So Lord Byron and Shelley both write these poems that where they like attack Lord Castlereagh. Wow. And here's what they write. So this is Shelley's. He goes, I met murder on the way. He had a mask like Castlereagh. There you go. There's your Dr. Seuss. Wow. Very smooth. He looked yet grim. Seven bloodhounds followed him. All were fat and well they might be an admirable plight for one by one and two by two. He tossed them human hearts to chew from his wide cloak he drew. So she's just like, yeah, he would just feed human hearts to dogs <laughs> wow. from his big rich coat. <laughs> God damn, man. That's the way they viewed it. It's like, oh, you starved everybody with your dumb war. And then uh, this is what um, Lord Byron wrote, which I think is really funny. He goes, uh, posterity will ne'er survey a nobler grave than this. Here lie the bones of Castlereagh. Stop, traveler, and piss. He's like, wow. if you see his grave, piss on it. Piss on his grave. <laughs> Holy shit, man. 
Yeah. This guy sounds a lot like uh, Trump. (laughs) 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 Lord Byron is Trump. No, 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 no. no. Castle Ray. Castle Ray. Lord Castle Trump, dude. Mm -hmm. Lord Trump Tower, you know? (laughs) (laughs) He strikes me as like a Winston Churchill who also has demons, but like had to really like rise to the occasion of like seeing Napoleon for the threat he was and like stopping this. From happening. At what point in the war did he stab himself in the throat? The war had been over, and then uh, there were like a couple years. I mean, it was like basically peace, and he was in charge then. Uh, like after the war, again, he gets every important job. Like so, it's like, oh, you figured out how to defeat Napoleon. All right, now we're putting you in charge of what to do with France. <laughs> like after the war, he's like, fuck, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like constantly. Can't I be like ambassador so, to Belgium? Yeah, like, fuck, and so, dude. And so it's like when he travels to places or he's trying to set up this like uh, uh, acts of union in in Ireland, he's like constantly being opposed. Everyone's shitting on him all the time, and then the public sentiment is just like, this guy starved us. We hate him, and like. So at a certain point, he's just kind of brought down. Like it's. It also seems like yeah, he's being like called out as uh, gay, or it's the way they write about it is very interesting. They basically accuse you of the. They just say you're being accused of the same crime as that guy, who Whoa. we accused of that guy, and they don't just say it. They're just like you know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still like public and like you know hard to deal with, and he just kept having mental breakdowns. Man, he fucking saw a baby ghost at one point, or a little boy ghost. Yeah, was there any explanation of what that was? Just mental fatigue and like, oh, but yeah. he would talk about it like, yeah, one time I saw this little ghost kid <laughs> and he was bright and glowy and I touched his hand and then like Walter Scott's like looking at him being like, okay, yeah. <laughs> all wow. right, man. Who had the chicken? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have what he's having. Can I have the meal that makes me come? <laughs> um... Wow, well, that was great, man. Thanks a lot. Oh, shit. Are we going to keep doing history? Yeah, I think so. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. I thought, I was hoping that'd be the last one, but it seems like maybe that was good. <laughs> we ruined uh, Normal Buddies. History's over. Right away. Thank you all for listening to Normal Buddies. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be talking about pants. <laughs> no, that was pants. great, dude. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it was interesting. And I think it's interesting that... I don't remember anything you said. All this war basically <laughs> was driving everybody into severe exhaustion and depression. Wow, yeah. And it's all kind of that Kind of like Twitter. <laughs> it also all comes out of just England and France for the longest time. I think even before this, they had just had a war together. Like, they just constantly have been fighting. And I think it just had to break in one way where one side is like, you know, France broke. And then it's like, well, what do you deal do for the first time? There's no more kings and queens in this, like, super important, yeah. you know, country that still has a gigantic military that took over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the military just sided with the poor people in the French Revolution. Sure. They're like, fuck these rich guys who aren't paying us. I don't have any bread. Yeah. Give me that gun. <laughs> like... Yeah. yeah, you can have my gun if I can have your bread. <laughs> it's a perfect system. <laughs> Man, I wonder if I'll ever run the English army. <laughs> I would be impressed. Thanks, man. Maybe one day I'll get so funny <laughs> that they'll make me a general in the British army. <laughs> well, I this guy so. is uh, considered by some historians to be Possibly one of the most important like people in a prime minister like role ever wow. in, in England. You know, it's just like, well, he he saw Napoleon as a threat. He was the only one who like pushed through. So, man, <laughs> like, really? all right, 
Ray Romano. <laughs> Castle Ray Romano. I never knew. Welcome to Castle Ray Romano. <laughs> Bly, I'm going to suck Over your dick. Is my brother. Bly, I want <laughs> to suck your dick. Gay Dracula. Oh. Come on, guys. <laughs> Oh, hot riffs. Yeah. Um, guys, uh, if you want more comedy mm-hmm. goodness, maybe stuff that's less history and, you know, what, a little bit more fucking crazy. Boner. Check, check out the Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Suicide Buddies. We appreciate it. Anybody who joins. And, oh, yeah. Uh, we love the fans, so please keep listening and supporting the pod. Yeah, you're the best. Just the best. It's amazing. Thank you so much. Um, glad you're alive, everybody. See you next time. Glad you're alive. Thank you guys so much for listening to Suicide Buddies. Remember, we tell jokes about suicide and suicidal thoughts on this show because we've been there and that's how we deal with it, not because we literally think someone killing themselves is funny. We do not. We do not think that. We want everyone to stay here with us on Earth. So if you're experiencing suicidal thoughts, contemplating suicide, please reach out to people. You are loved in this world. You can always call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. They're a great resource. They know what you're going through, and they will hear you. Thanks again for listening to the show, and we'll see you next time.